Welcome to the Crossing Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. The Crossing Church exists to see every person restored to God and to the life He created them to live. And we want to walk through this journey with you. If you need help, prayer of any kind, or if you give your life to the Lord today, send us an email at church@thecrossing.cc. We would love to hear from you so a member from our care team will reach out to see how we can walk through life with you. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Enjoy the message. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. That's so sweet. I had to tell the first group. I I don't tell Andrew to ask y'all to stand up. I don't think I'm all that. I do appreciate it, though. It's very, very sweet. I appreciate all of y'all being here today. How many of you were able to come to some of the revival nights? Some of those men. Yeah, that was just powerful. It was just a peace. Just such a peace. God was moving, but it, it just was peaceful. So uh, I, I have to tell you, um, let me just go ahead and just put the cards on the table here. We're moving from revival nights into a series over finances. That's kind of how I thought too. Yeah, not how you responded. Um, you know, I had this plan for quite some time, but let me, let me honor my pastor, by the way. Pastor John Parks is here with us. Pastor John, you guys give Pastor John a, a great hand here. Pastor John was the pastor before, before me here and because of his blood, sweat, and tears investment in this property, he built these buildings, and his investment in me, we, we have what we have. So again, let's honor Pastor John. So appreciative for you, John. Coming out of these revivals, uh, I had planned this series, and uh, I thought I'd prayed about it enough. And uh, last night, we, Stacey and I were watching a, a documentary on those Asbury revivals. And I'm watching that and everything's heating up on the inside and I'm fighting back tears and all that bubbly, you know, stuff. And, and uh, just before we go to bed, she makes a comment like, I can't remember exactly what, but basically it was, it seems a little strange that we're going into a practical finance series after revival. And I didn't respond because I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to think about it all night. I just thought, great. And uh, so... I put it out of my mind and got some sleep with a lot of help from some drugs. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I got up this morning and uh, it was bothering me. You know, so I'm, I'm driving up here thinking, Lord, first of all, I know everybody's touchy. Well, not everybody, but I know when I raise money, a preacher talking about money, everybody reaches for their wallet. Like, oh, we know what's coming. So just, just take it easy. Just relax. I'm not going not gonna to ask you for a lot of money today. That's <laughs> uh, between you and God. What, how, but anyway, here's the deal. Uh, but so I'm, I'm praying on the way up and I'm going through many pines and six pines up research forest and it's bugging me. And I, I said, God, you, you tell me, you say the word. I mean, you guys know, I'll, I'll stop a series in a heartbeat and we'll go, we'll go someplace else. And these thoughts started coming to my mind about the power and how big a deal money is to all of us. I mean, the reason you, I say, y'all, some folks, one could be, nobody in here, but one could be touchy about money because it's such a huge part of our life. It's, it, it, it tells you when to get out of bed and what you can do and what you can buy and how you can live. And it gives you control or, or the lack thereof, gives you power or the lack thereof. It's a big, big deal. And uh, so I'm, I'm thinking, Lord. So I, I, these thoughts start coming to my mind. And the thought was this, uh, when Stacy and I got married, before we got married, I had a, an individual account, money account, and uh, she had her individual account. 
Uh, I could put money in it. I could take money out of it. It wasn't her business. She couldn't get into it. We were good. When we got married, we got a joint account. That stuff's going through my mind. I mean, this stuff dropped in about eight seconds. Uh, we had a joint account. Now, here's the good news. Both of us, but because of our covenant with one another and because money's now not just a mine and hers, it's us. And it has a lot to do with how we relate to one another. There's, there's marriages in this room right now that are in chaos. A big part of it is because there's chaos in your finances. Yeah, I got as many amens in the first service. So, but it's the truth and I understand it. Well, so Stacy and I, we, we got a joint account. Now we can both put money in there. Then there's the good news. Now we got more money coming into just one account. Both of us can write checks on that account. She and I, because this is a part now, it's, it's ours, our life. We got to get together and we got to have business meetings and talk about what we're going to do with our money. Are y'all tracking with me so far? Now listen to me. When you come into covenant with God, you have a choice. You have a choice. You can either have an independent account or God will invite you into a joint account. Now here's the good news. If it's a joint account, not only can you deposit into it, he can deposit into it. Here's the deal. Here's the beauty of living under the new covenant. You're not made to do anything you don't want to do. You're not made to. Uh, under the oak, so let's get some disclaimers out of the way. I know, I, I'll just, let me be straight clear with it. I'm a tither. I believe in tithing. I'm going to teach on tithing. Uh, tithing, some of you are wondering, what is that? It means taking the first 10% of your income and bringing it to the storehouse. That would be the church in trusting God. Offerings, to me, tithing is baseline. Offerings are above and beyond your tithe. Now, uh, I understand, I'm not naive. I've done this a long, long time. I understand when we raise that, that the question comes up, well, Pastor, that's, that's Old Covenant. Uh, that's, that's Old Testament. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know I've, I've got some issues with God. I mean, it was really close to the New Testament. I mean, Malachi was, it was close. Like 15 verses, God, couldn't you have waited? But here's the deal. Here's this great, uh, yes, under the Old Covenant, which, which Jesus fulfilled, praise God, you had to. You had to or he'd curse you. Under the new covenant, you don't have to. You don't have to. You can, you can handle your money. You cannot give it all. You, you don't have to. And you can go to heaven. You can. I tell you that, you know what? Under the old covenant, if you committed adultery, you got killed. Under the new covenant, you can commit adultery. You can. I, I mean, you can. I mean, preachers do it all the time. <laughs> Not this one. I fear God. I might fear my wife more, but I, it's fear. But what I mean is you don't lose your salvation. You still go to heaven. Now you'll have hell on earth. And, I'm, and by the way, I, and, and, and there's folks in here that have suffered in that. So be very, very sensitive. I, I, just you would know. Man, the guilt, the shame, if your marriage survives, the amount of years that you lose. Now, God forgives you and you go to heaven. 
you didn't get killed. That's praise the Lord. But there's all kinds of things to deal. You can murder. You could, you, if you murdered in the old covenant, you got killed. God said, kill him. Under the new covenant, God doesn't say kill him. I know it's uncomfortable in this room. I, I'm, listen, it, it, you, you, you can be forgiven of murder, but you're going to spend your earthly life in jail. Now, here's the deal, gang. Uh, the, the beauty of the new covenant is God, here's, God didn't want children that he said, you behave me or I'm going to spank you. He didn't want people that had to follow him. He said, I'm going to take that out of the way. I'm going to punish Jesus for everything you're ever going to do. I'm going to punish him. I'm going to do the sacrificing on the front end because I don't want people to follow me because you have to. I want a people who have a choice to take me or reject me. And I want to be your choice. And I want your obedience to be my choice. And here's the deal. If you will obey me, I will bless you. If you don't obey me, I will save you. I'll take you to heaven. There may not be rewards, but there is reward. There is reward for, for trusting God. Now, we're going to talk finances. And again, uh, when I started, and, and again, I understand, you know, you don't have to tithe. You don't have to tithe. You have to tithe to come here. You don't have to tithe to go to heaven. I release you. If it's not in your heart, in fact, I'm going to read you a scripture by the Holy Spirit who tells you, do not give, do not give if you can't do it with joy. If I, you feel like I'm manipulating, you feel like you're, conju- the Bible in the new covenant says, don't do it. So you follow the Bible. I'm, I'm releasing you. Uh, don't get mad at me. Don't leave the church. I'm going to invite you in. And this is what I want you to know. This is what God spoke to my heart. Randy, tell the people, I'm inviting you into a new season of financial favor. It's an invitation. Again, uh, I, I also understand that because of extreme prosperity teaching, so how many of you know what I'm talking about by that? So you, you know, send your $1,000 seed and I'll send you a vial of holy water from my bathtub and you have that kind of thing right there. And, uh, you know, kind of greed-driven. I mean, there, there were some extremes where the ministers themselves were greed-driven and they actually tried to use the Bible to ignite our greed, to say, y'all be greedy too, just give, and God's just going to jump it on you. I can't promise that. What I can't promise is God's a good God, and you can trust him. And, but here's the thing. You could say, yeah, you know, because of that extreme uh, prosperity teaching, I'm, I'm not going to give at all. Well, it, certainly it, it, it isn't extreme poverty. Certainly that's not the balance, Right? Or folks that would say, I don't want to be a part of some bless me club. I heard somebody say that, and I thought, I've never really said that. But do you want to be a part of a curse me club? I mean, seriously. So somewhere under, somewhere under the direction and obedience to God, there's a position that we can bring ourselves. And there's very few things as important to any of y'all or me than my finances. And if I... Skip me. If the Holy Spirit can awaken anything in your heart to get stronger and better in your finances, would you? I mean, would you trust him? So I I want you to know God is inviting you. You don't have to come, and you can still go to heaven. Broke, but you can go to heaven. 
I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm totally playing. Totally praying. So Stacy and I, uh, when we first got married, I am going to read a scripture. You can turn over to uh, 2 Corinthians 9. We first got married. I was a tither. And, and I, by a tither means my mother made me tithe on my first allowance. So I never had to build this into my budget. I recognize some of you are freaking, even now, because you're thinking, man, that in our budget is not going to fit. That's okay. I, I would encourage you, find a percentage. Start. Let's, let's get started. Uh, Stacy and I, we were... My, my mother made me tithe. When we first got married, um, I was angry because uh, I would tithe, and we usually had more bills than income in those early years, and uh, and I didn't know really the principle of tithing. I just did it because I was supposed to, and and I did it under the law. Like, there's your one hundred and twenty. $3.14. There, there's your stinking check. You know what I'm saying? You know you're under the law when you don't even round up. You know, it's like, get it exact. Exactly 10%. Take it. And I'd go in the closet and fuss and say, hey, God, you said you'd open the windows of heaven and, and I don't see any windows of heaven. No, we're just dropping on bills and all this. Well, in the early 2000, 2001 or whatever, uh, Pastor Robert Morris came out with a book called The Blessed Life. The last time we went through this series was in 2015. Went through The Blessed Life, and it was perfect timing for us because it changed the spirit with which we gave. It also added that you, you don't really give yourself out of jams. It's giving and stewardship. So I do want you to understand that as we go through this series, our Wednesday nights are going to be dedicated to practicals. Uh, I would suggest to you read The Blessed Life and read Financial Peace by Dave Ramsey. And I thank God while I was reading Blessed Life, Stacy had posters of Dave Ramsey up in our house. She was like a worshiper. It got weird, actually. But uh, thank God she handled the, the books and she helped get us sort of straightened out. But uh, So I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's a two-pronged two thing there. So, uh, so we're going to find that, that special place. One other uh, thing to get out of the way. Uh, Pastor Randy, you're just preaching on money because you got a $9 million building to build. Exactly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is an opportunity right now. Yeah, I mean, all cards on the table. We need money. And uh, here's what I believe God spoke to me. Now, it, listen. A million and a half of it or whatever we got in cash. We got an $8 million line of credit. And so, and, and here's why. So that when we get started, we don't have to stop. We talk to our builder about it. What if we start and build that and pull off and then raise money and then do that and then come off? It's, you're going you're gonna to spend more money in the setup and reset up and come back. And, we got an $8 million line of credit. And, uh, but here's what I believe. I don't believe we have to use any of it. But here's the deal. It is contingent on whether we all, there's enough of us in here, and here's what I believe God spoke to me. There's enough of us in here that if we were to move under the financial favor of God, he can do this. He's, you are more than able. He's more than able. More than able. He's more than able. But it doesn't rain from the skies. It comes to us. 
Guys, I want you to really hear my heart and I want you to pick up a heart. And again, if, there's, if you feel manipulated for a second, don't, don't give a dime and, and don't be mad. Just, just don't. But if, if, as I move through this message, if your heart starts to warm and joy is accompanying it, like, this sounds fun. Like, you start to get that, Lord, use me. And I want you to know that's the Holy Spirit setting your spirit to align you so that you can be useful, not just here, wherever you're at. I'll tell you, one of the greatest thrills that I have once, once this developed in me was to actually start living looking for targets. Who can I bless? I'll, I'll, I remember one Christmas being in line at Academy, buying stuff, and I could see the, 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 register, the girl at the register. She had tired mom, long day written all over her face. And man, when I saw her, you know how the Holy Spirit just, just said, hey, there's your target. Man, I walk up and I do the, the exchange or whatever. And I said, is that it? She said, yep. And I handed her a, a crisp $100 bill. You'd have thought I had handed her a billion dollars. She, I didn't want to make a scene. I did it casually. And she went, what? What is this? Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. And I, I just said, hey, listen, you know God's noticed you. And, so, and I walked away. She was happy. She wasn't nearly as happy as I was. And here's why. Because I remember when I couldn't. I remember when I couldn't. And God's done a work in my heart. I believe we can walk blessed. Let me read it to you. Let's just read the Bible. Okay. 2 Corinthians 9, 2 Corinthians 9, 5, uh, Paul is uh, trying to get an offering up for Jerusalem. The folks there in Corinth have started to wane a little bit, and he says this in verse 5, so I thought I should send these brothers, big old strong brothers to make them give. No, I don't know. Uh, I thought I should send these brothers ahead to make, uh, to make sure the gift you promised is ready, but I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. Remember this, a farmer who plants only has a few seeds, only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each, and here's what I'll just please hear that, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. You're free, hallelujah, you get to decide. You must decide, and don't give. Here's what the Holy Spirit's the don't give. Don't give reluctantly are in response to pressure or your pastor trying to manipulate you. Don't give. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Now, use another word than prosperity, however you want it. This looks like prosperity to me. God will supply generously all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources. God will increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous and when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank you. There you have it, new covenant, new testament, no arguments, call it what you want. That's God saying, if you'll trust me and let me do a work in your heart, and if you'll learn to give generously to the degree that you sow, there's just no way of getting around this, to the degree that you sow and trust me, 
I'm going to bless you. And here's, here's the goal. The goal isn't for you to have, uh, you know, gold tricked out rims on your car and, I mean, have them, hallelujah. But the goal isn't for you to have a ton of money so that you can just live this lavish lifestyle. The goal of God regarding money and you is to know if I get it to you, can I get it through you? I will make sure you have what you need, but the way we get there is to know this. Are you, are you a, an ambassador for me so that when I say I need you to touch this or touch that, you'll go for it? Now, I just want to give you testimony of how this birthed in my heart, and then we'll kick the football a little more seriously next week. But I want to tell you where this came from because I'm, I'm honestly far less interested in your money. I'm really not interested in your money. I want you to join me in a heart. If it's given away $2, it doesn't matter. Join in a heart that gets excited about being used by God to give. The message is called, what is our message called? The joy and adventure, the joy and the adventure of finding of finding favor. I told you, uh, Robert Morris wrote the book, The Blessed Life, and when we talk about tithing, it'll help you to understand, it's the first. It's the very first thing. Uh, I was getting excited about the, the, the information because I could see that it was time for us to, to take a new step. We needed to move into a new season of financial favor in our marriage and in our life. So I'm reading The Blessed Life and getting all excited. I'm watching James Robinson in bed late at night. And how many of you know James Robinson? James Robinson is doing his thing. He always ends the program the same way. Uh, about 10 minutes left, he says, hey, y'all take a look at this, and it's a missions uh, request. Um, he starts running the, the tape on a, on a missions request. It's small children drinking dirty water, and he's appealing that we, we send $4,000. For $4,000, you can build a well, and 1,000 people can have clean water. Now, listen, by that time, I had been a pastor now for a couple of two or three years. Pastor John will tell you, any pastor in, he'll tell you. When you're a pastor, you get appeals for missions money all the time. I've seen the, the, I've seen the skinniest children on the nicest pamphlets you can have. And I know that sounds cold. I don't mean it to sound cold. I'm just being very real with you. you, 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 get, you, you if, if you don't cut it off, you'll get 10 or 20 appeals from missions organizations and what happens after you've seen a few films and had a few brochures, you just grow cold. It's like seen that, been there and done that. So here's the thing. I had learned to click the switch off on my heart when I see that stuff. I can't help everybody. We can't help everybody. We had picked who we could help, click the switch off. I had the switch down, and the video comes up of James Robinson saying, hey, take a look at this. I took a look at it, and I start seeing these, these kids in Africa and they start running the numbers. 85% of kids that die five years and younger, it's because of unclean water. I see that, and I, it, I, I checked my switch because I start caring about these kids. I start thinking, that's a name. That's a person. There's a mom that's worried about that child right there. And I thought, well, stop, stop, stop. And I reached in, and I, I tried to click the switch off. And it clicked right back on. And they kept on going. All of a sudden, I'm... I'm, I'm raining. I'm like crying over. I've seen a hundred of these type presentations. I'm starting to cry and care. Uh, that sounds terrible. But 
about these people. And when James came back and said, for $4,000, you can stop this, it, it hit me in the gut. You, and I said that it's, it's water. It's water. We throw it away. For $4,000, you could touch 1,000 people? I mean, $4,000 is real money. That's real money to me right now. But in comparison to just, it only takes $4,000 and the gospel gets preached and the water, fresh water touches these kids. It, it just it ran over me and I was like, here's the thing. My heart was leaping to go, you fix that, Randy Harp. That's yours. You can tell when God's calling. God hadn't called you to do everything, but when something is yours, you, you know, and it starts to pull on you. And here's what happened. When that thing started happening, I started, I got angry at myself because my money was tied up. I mean, four, for me to give away $4,000 would have broke us to get my hands on that. Now, I'm embarrassed to say that, but we, we, were, we were working it uh, back in those days. But here's what happened. I got mad at myself. I said, Randy Harvey, what is wrong with you? You should have, you should be available. And when God says go, and God was speaking to me saying, Randy Harvey, I want you to feel this. I want it to hurt. And I want you to know the tensions of when I call you to bless, I want you to be able to bless. And the tension, and they started breaking it down. If you, if, you know, four people will give a thousand dollars, that's still a little rougher. If, you know, they got it down to if, you know, if 4,000 people will give one dollar, it's like, okay, I think we can get in on that. <laughs> Anyway, I can't remember. We, they brought it down to some point, and Stacy and I, we, we took our step. We took the step we could. I can't remember what it was. We took that step, but this is what I said. I'm telling you, this stayed with me. This, I said, God, never again. I get it, but never again. You cannot do that to my heart and me not be able to move. You tell me what I need to do. What do I need to do? That's a dangerous question. I'm very, very serious. Immediately when I asked that question, I saw a yellow pad with a line right down the middle of it. Keep, sell. And on this, this list of things I was to sell, what God spoke to me, it says, you, you got your money tied up in debt. I want you to sell what you need to sell and get out of debt. And so the line went down and I started seeing stuff. <laughs> Craziest thing. I had a, Ken Smith bass, $3,000, hallelujah. Uh, I was a bass player. Most of those years, back in those days, I was, I was playing bass a lot. Bass was, that's, people didn't even know I was a preacher. They'd say, hey, you're that bass guy. Yeah, okay. But I played bass, and bass was a big deal. And I was playing in studios and playing everywhere, every, every church and everything. And that was probably a third of our income. It was a lot of our income. So I justified putting that base on a credit card because I'm making money. It's, it's my tool. And uh, I see that the Lord had accidentally put it on the sales side. You know, so I said, you know, Lord, even you, I suppose, could make a mistake. I, you, so I scooted it back over. And he scooted it back over. I said, Lord, you got to be kidding. I, man, I ordered this thing. I'm a wood guy. This bass, it was screaming. It was zebra wood. Zebra wood. And uh, man, just, I mean, uh, again, uh, other guitar players like the glossy reds and all that. It's like, this thing was screaming. Five string. I could go in a studio 
And uh, man, turn that thing straight up. I mean, the, 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 the producer didn't have to change the dials. I keep pointing at Ken Parks down here because Ken's a producer. I keep, uh, you didn't have to touch the board. It's like Randy Harvey, you plug in with a Ken Smith, roll tape, let's do this. That thing sung. So I thought, this cannot be true. This is my baby. This is my dream bass. And God wasn't playing. He, he just said, sell it and pay off that debt. What I thought was my Isaac was actually my Ishmael. I, 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 an Ishmael is when you, when you try to bless yourself and say it was God. <laughs> I don't have time to break that down for you, but I'll just tell you. Yeah, we had a Suburban once that was, I thought it was Isaac. It's trouble. But uh, I mean, let me bump that right there, just, just because a lot of times we get in trouble, and all of us have done it. It's not a shame moment, but let's, 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 let's look at it like it really is. We try to appear blessed when we're not really blessed. Trying to, trying to wear and dress and build and all. You're trying to look beyond where you are. Listen, from somebody who's tried, it's better to be blessed and not be impressive to anybody than to try to look blessed and be broke. Leave that alone. Uh, so, so you know what? I said, okay, God. All right, God. You want my Ken Smith? But here's the thing, God had so gotten a hold of my heart, I was willing to sacrifice. Man, that's key, guys. I mean, just to give legally, don't, don't, just wait till your heart gets right. I'm not begging you for anything. Uh, so I, I packed my base, and uh, I'm, I'm crying. Uh, this is like my baby, I'm crying. I put it on the internet, and it sells in a few hours. And... Uh, but the thing about this bass, this bass had never been in a club. Never, I had other basses that were ungodly basses. This was a Christian bass. Only, only church. And I was feeling, I said, Lord, this bass is going to end up in some club. And it's going to smell like cigar smoke. And that's my Ken Smith. It was bought. Put it in there. Station out. We loaded books in there, Christian books. Uh, Purpose Driven Life and this and the Bible. I don't know. We, we paid about... $50 more because of the weight. Uh, load that thing and I put a letter in there and all that, taped it up. I take it to UPS. Off it went. My baby. Now, just the first of, of God's favor. The guy calls me that bought the base. And he says, uh, I see that you're a Christian. It's like, so you figured me out. You got me. Oh, thought I was being so... He said, I just want you to know. Here's what he said. I just want you to know. I play bass for Jensen Franklin, and your bass will never, oh, your bass will never be any place. And if you want to see your bass, you can check us out. He gave me the channels. On this night, on this night, this uh, Jensen Franklin program is here. And I thought, I'll get to go see my bass. <sighs> and so now I have no bass but I'm trying to obey God. I'm gonna read you a scripture. I got one point for you today. Doesn't mean I'm gonna let you out any earlier. But here's the one point. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. We don't have to beg him. 
He wants to bless you. Abraham, in this Genesis 22, Abraham here has had Isaac, and God has asked him to give a ridiculous sacrifice. I want you, Abraham, to take, to take Isaac, bring him up Mount Moriah, and I want you to sacrifice, take his life and give it to me. What in the world? I mean, it's just crazy. But here's the thing. Abraham had walked with God long enough to know this sounds crazy, but I've learned this about God. If he asks me to give something, he's up to something. He's up to something. And so up that, up that hill, he goes with his son to sacrifice his son as a gift to God. An angel stays his hand. Verse 22 says, Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the horns in the thicket. By the way, I still think Isaac had thousands of dollars in counseling after this, but uh, leave that alone. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in his horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham, and this is where I want you to key in, from, uh, from, uh, to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me, everybody say obey. Because you obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name, I will certainly bless you and I will multiply your descendants. The, the, the King James says, in blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply because you have obeyed and you did not withhold in blessing. Gang, you can trust God. My base goes away. I got $1,200 cash to buy a new base. When you've played a Ken Smith for $1,200, you cannot get anything like it. I start having a base company send me bases that I could afford now by cash. Thank you, Lord. And... I mean, again, and 1,200 probably sounds like a lot, but it was just, they were awful. Man, I would play a bass, and it was like, send it back. They'd send me another and play it. Ugh. And so, so the whole time that I'm getting these basses, I got some guy I've never met. Don't know how he knows my name. This guy calls me, and he's saying, hey, Randy, I hear you in the, 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 the market for a bass. I said, yeah. He said, look, don't buy anything. Uh, I've got, uh, Ray Simonetti is a local bass builder. And I, I had played some of Ray Simonetti's basses. They were awful. I mean, they're pretty, but they were awful. He said, no, Ray's, Ray's making a bass, and I, I, I want you to, to look at it. He says, I, 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 and, and listen, whatever you're going to pay for those basses, I'll take for this. I said, man, I've played Simonetti's basses. I'm not interested. He keeps calling. No, no, I'm telling you, he's working on one right now. Just, just don't do anything until I at least, at least look at this bit. That's like, brother, I've played Simonetti's basses. So I keep going back. So, so Wednesday, I got to make a decision the next morning. And I had decided, Lord, I'm going to settle. This piece of junk I got for $1,200, right? Uh, I'm going to settle. It's Wednesday night. We're locking up church. We're about to close. Some guy comes, I've never seen, some guy comes running across the parking lot with a base case. 
then he comes through those doors and we're turning the lights off. There's four or five of us in here. And, and he said, hey, he tells me his name. I'm so-and-so. We've been talking. And I, I immediately I thought, oh, there's going to be a truckload of awkward right now. Because this God's come. He's come from God knows where to show me one of these bases that I've already looked at. And I know, I know. And I'm going to have to tell him, brother, I know you drove for hours. And he did. I know you drove for hours. I don't even know how you know me. I don't even know how he knows me. And I don't even know Ray Simonetti. This guy's running this base to me. He opens this case. He opens this case. And this is what's sitting in that case. This ain't nothing like some of that Simonetti stuff. Nothing. I, and here's the deal. Guys, I'm a wood guy. I, you know, you don't understand what that means. There's five different woods in this thing. Five different woods in this thing. He, he, Simonetti was making a prototype base. First one. First one like it. And so I didn't know why he was willing to do this. The guy comes running up and he opens the case. And this, I hear angels singing. <laughs> Look at this thing. Look at the wood. Five different woods, five string, EMGs. I said, ho, 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 ho. I mean, I'm still suspicious. Like, who are you, one? And why are you doing this? I mean, did you steal this, sir? Uh, uh, we go and plug it in, and man, this thing is singing. And no, 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 let's don't go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that was coming. Trust me. This thing starts singing. And I said, you're going to sell me this for $1,200. He said, whatever you're going to pay. Guys, I went on, I went on uh, Simonetti's website yesterday just to check. $10,500 if you want one. $10,000. I gave up a $3,000 Ishmael. I paid $1,200 cash for a $10,000 Isaac. Guys. Thanks. Careful with it. Listen to me. Listen to me. Now, this is our God. Because you obeyed me and you did not withhold in blessing, I will bless you. There's eight billion of us or something down on this planet. How does he come to some guy I've never met? While you're sitting in this room, what's God doing with your obedience? He, he comes and whispers to some guy and says, hey, let's make a different base. God designed my base for a guy that who knows if he even knows God. He whispers into him, here's the deal. Look, someday somebody's going to say, the Lord has needed that, and you're just going to let it go for 1,200. Just let it go. He whispers to the guy somewhere in his sleep. His representative figures out, who, however that happened, that I'm looking for a base. How does this happen, guys? We have a God who says, because you didn't withhold what I asked for, it's painful on the front end, but in blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply. God 
me. It doesn't mean anything to anybody else. God knows you better than you know yourself. And what does blessing mean? Who knows? Let God determine what blessing looks like. Because he, he, I, I, I wouldn't have even known how to design that. But when I saw it, I went, so I got all the woods. One more thing. These are just reminders, guys. I want you to know the God that we're talking about. We start talking about money and finance and all that stuff. I want you to know he is highly detailed. When you build a well for James Robinson, this is what you get. It sits on my wall. You guys have, have put all kinds of money. I don't, we built 10 or 12 wells a year for a number of years. We hooked back up with the CBN. They started doing them for about half of that price, and we knocked out. I'm telling you, there are hundreds of thousands of children and people all over this world because of this one incident some 20 years ago. I keep that on my wall, and here's why, and this is, this is the burden of the day. I keep that on my wall because when I look at it, it reminds me of when I couldn't. It reminds me that a God came and visited me when I couldn't. And I know there's financial circumstances and situations in this room where you think, my heart is starting to burn, but I've got so much strife and chaos in my finances right now. Be at peace. God knows that. If your desire is to say, God, I can't right now, but Lord, you know my heart. You tell me what to do so that when money comes to me, you can get it through me. I want you to know as many wells as you want to dig, he will show you what to do. And if you'll obey, I wish I could say it won't be painful. It might be painful on the front end, but you can count on it. You can count on it. This is the heart of our God when it comes to blessing. Just take the deal. Take the deal. If he asks you for something, take the deal. Let's all bow our heads. Father, we just declare your prophetic word over this church. This is an invitation to a new season of financial favor. And Lord, there are lives and hearts right now that are, that are being moved to say, God, I want to see a need and, and, and be the answer to it. I want to be able to be used to bless. God, for every one of those hearts right now, I thank you that you're going to speak specifically what they're going to need to do. And Lord, you're already whispering to people somewhere. Who, who knows? But God, you know what is necessary for blessing to come. Lord, your word is in blessing. I will bless. And in multiplying, I will multiply. And I speak that over this church right now. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in our hearts, in our lives, and in our marriages, and in our finances. And I bless the finances of this church now in Jesus' name. Lord, I trust this word now to you. And I trust you, Lord, to be speaking to hearts. Any heart that's burning right now, God sees it. God's causing that. As well, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, the reason it's available to us today is because God gave his very first and his very best in Jesus Christ. And in doing so, he sacrificed his son. He stayed the hand of Abraham 
But when he brought his own son up that same hill, actually, he did not stay the, the executioner. And Jesus died to pay for every sin you and I have ever done so that, so that you would get the option. You get to choose God or you get to reject him reject him. But under this grace covenant, your sins can be forgiven. And if your heart is screaming right now, God, I choose you. Save me, Lord. I want to be yours. Simple as this. Everybody praying with me. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you and I'm fully responsible. Please forgive me. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. He lived for me. He bled for me. And he died for me so that I could be saved, so that I could be forgiven. I confess Jesus as Lord, and I believe you raised him from the dead. I receive Jesus Christ. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord, as my Savior. I surrender. I'm all yours. I am all yours. Thank you for saving me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening to the Crossing Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. Keep up with everything going on at the Crossing by liking us on Facebook, following us on Instagram, or subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can visit us online at www.thecrossing.cc. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have a blessed day.